0: Hello, everyone, and thank you very much for um, tuning back in. My name is Aaron, and this, of course, is the New House Podcast. I want to start off by thanking everyone, of course, that is returning. Uh, thank you very much. And if you're listening for the first time, I appreciate it. Um, before I jump into things, I would like to remind you that if you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at newhousepodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. So um, I actually want to get today's podcast started off with uh, basically the term that I'm gonna be using and it's gonna base the entire conversation, which is gonna be uh, attitude reflex management. So uh, the example I wanna give is um, if you're wanted to like a restaurant or somewhere where you're supposed to be served something that you've ordered and the um, whatever you received is not correct, like the order's wrong or the burger's wrong, they put it all together wrong, So you ask the person who's supposed to be helping you like the server or the waitress or the waiter. And you ask them, Hey, like, you know, or you tell them, Hey, my order's wrong. Uh, is there any way you can fix it? And all of a sudden they smack their lips, they roll their eyes or give you attitude. Uh, and you just, you say, Hey, like, you know, I just, I don't need the attitude. I just need you to fix my order, please. And of course they ask you with more attitude, like, well, what's wrong. Um, I'll hurry up and get it done or whatever. They, they usually throw attitude and it's very apparent. Uh, at this point in time, a lot of, a lot of people, most people will actually be upset and they'll ask to speak to the manager. Now, once this happens well, the manager is going to come along and they're instantly going to have the same nasty attitude that that server has had this entire time. So basically what it is, this concept of this is that, um, uh, the attitude of the server is actually not coming just from the server, clearly, but it's coming from the manager, the person who's in charge of everything. Now, this is a very easy concept to grasp. Unfortunately, it actually spills into everything. When you look at uh, anywhere from obviously between like restaurants all the way up into how the country is being run and not just ours, like any country in general, uh, you'll notice like, you know, whatever politics at the head of the, the state or the country is being filtered down uh, to everyone. And essentially they want to keep this mindset. Uh, Whoever's in charge wants to keep this mindset and they want to make everyone fall in line and do as they do. And sometimes the the worst ones are actually tell you do as I say, but not as I do. Uh, That's actually the worst thing uh, you can ever say. And definitely that's something that you don't want to listen to. But either way, um, that's essentially the example I wanted to give is like, you know, the whole restaurant thing or um, or even going to like, you know, anywhere you get something ordered. But essentially what it is too is like a, one of the main problems is, uh, obviously we have going on right now in the country is like the police and how all that's happening. Now, unfortunately, um, the attitude of, of a lot of the policemen that are giving people problems and uh, let's be a lot more forward and direct, it's people of color, like the black and the Hispanic communities, they get uh, treated poorly often. And that's mainly due to the simple fact that they were taught this. This was a habit that was taught. Um, it was learned, they picked it up from someone and now they're passing on to everyone else that they're training. A perfect example was the whole George Floyd uh, incident. One of them was actually a new trainee. And he uh, he's the one who said, hey, you shouldn't be kneeling on this guy's neck. Like, you know, this is obviously not right. And he told him, like, you know, this is how we do things. And he continued to kneel on, his, on George Floyd's neck. This is obviously, if you can see that whole example, uh, which is a horrible one, by the way, but. Nonetheless, it's the, the prime example of this whole institution has been taught to do these things. Even the mindset of uh, where it comes from, as far as like, you know, seeing the, the Black and Hispanic communities as the villains started off a long time ago with uh, the Nixon administration and the war on drugs. Uh, if you don't believe me, please do the research, look it up, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But essentially it set the tone as to see the black and the Hispanic communities as the number one villain in police people, policemen's eyes. Now, with that being said, moving forward, uh, I think the worst part about all this too is that, uh, one of the, another example I'd like to share is when I was growing up, I used to work at a restaurant On the weekends, and of course, I would work Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And usually, almost every Friday and Saturday night, like clockwork, on my way home, like it was usually late, like around 11, uh, anywhere between 11 to to 1 or 2 o'clock, I'd be driving home, and I would get pulled over by the cops. And they would give me the worst excuses as far as law enforcement goes, because you can ask, like, you know, why did you pull me over, officer? And I got some of the worst excuses like, well, you know, this car was reported stolen, but, you know, clearly it belongs to you, uh, which is stupid because in all honesty, uh, I'm the owner of that vehicle and I didn't report it stolen. So where did he come up with? Obviously, his lie was horrible and he knew it. He just didn't care and he walked off. Another lie I heard was like, oh, your taillight was out, but now it's on. I just wanted to make sure it's working. Uh, this is profiling uh, for exactly what it is. It's profiling. They saw a dark skinned kid uh, driving a halfway decent vehicle and, and it was late at night. So clearly, obviously, I was up to no good when I was actually just going home from work to my house. Um, and the worst thing about it, too, is that this wasn't just white cops that I would get pulled over by. It was by Hispanic cops as well. Uh, one time it was a black officer. And the thing about it is when they put on that badge, they have the mindset of they're no longer part of society, of civilization, they feel. um, And they're told and taught that a lot of times they're above the law. I've seen documentaries where they have um, people come out and confess officers who have left the force. They come out and confess saying that they were told never to. If you ever have a, uh, if you ever pull over another cop or like a congressman or congresswoman, and if they're drunk or they're doing something illegal, not to rat them out, like not to say anything, just to let them go. And essentially they're making it to where they feel that they're above the law. So you have this institution that finds Hispanics and blacks uh, automatically in the wrong for being that color. And on top of that too, they're, reaffirming that they do not have to follow the same laws that they uh, obviously force upon the people that they're supposed to be protecting and serving. This is the issue at hand. But it's all about the attitude, the mindset of management that is being pushed down from officer to officer. Now, I've been seeing on the news, and it's been happening, of course, some of these officers are quitting uh, or saying that they get defunded, um, that they're not going to reapply for the job, so on and so forth. In all honesty, um, that's great. <laughs> they, they need to go. That the mindset needs to leave. It's really not like you know, oh, like let's get rid of police altogether. That's not the that's not what's trying. That's not what the goal is. The goal is to actually remove the people that are there and rebuild a system. Uh, that will actually work and protect and serve the people. Uh, not the system that we have right now in play. But it's definitely the attitude, the attitude of management that has been passed down and for generations. I mean, it's been happening for a long time. This isn't brand new news. Uh, this is, it shouldn't be a shock to you either. Uh, unfortunately, I think that's the worst part is that as a civilization, as a a man, we've let this happen. We've stood by this entire time and watched this just happen day in and day out. And I think that's the worst part about this whole situation. So, moving on with all that, um, just unfortunately, too, we live in a society where cash is king, and the reason I bring this up is because a lot of times the rules that are pushed down to the police officers, or uh, or recommended uh, strongly, I should say, come from the mouths of rich people, you know, people that like to be in power and they want to stay there, and uh, whoever the biggest contributor is to that police precinct. Will usually have uh, control over what the police do and say. Now, a lot of times I've heard, uh, I've had this conversation before, and people are like, no, that's not true. That doesn't happen. Well, you should really dig into the area you live in, and you're gonna be pretty shocked when you find out exactly, first off, who's been putting money into those departments. And then secondly, the mindset and the view of the person who's been feeding the money into those departments. Uh, And you're going to be pretty upset. (laughs) Um, So just do the research. And the only reason I say this is because a lot of times we sit here and we listen to like the news uh, on TV, other people on podcasts. And uh, you have... um, all these other people in their opinions saying, Hey, like, this is what you should believe. I'm not telling you to believe anything. What I am here to say is that you should do the research for yourself and draw your own conclusions. Um, which actually brings me to like the main point of all this, even though like we're sitting here listening to this and we're saying, okay, well this guy's talking about how the attitude of the person in charge is reflecting upon everyone. Uh, you don't have to accept the attitude of management just because they want to have a a horrible attitude. Doesn't mean you should take that in onto yourself and doesn't mean you should pass it on to the next person in line, whether it be your kids, your coworkers, uh, your friends, anybody, it doesn't have to be that way. Or, Or the best example is just don't pass it on to a complete stranger Because when you do this, you share the mindset of an individual and you don't share the mindset of the people. So when you start sharing just the the one-sided view of a person, this is the only thing that will be reflected in your society is just this one point of view. And unfortunately, we do not live in a world where only one person's point of view is the only one we should be looking at. There's so many different points of view. There are so many different types of people. Not everyone is going to need the same solution for a bunch of problems. It doesn't work that way. So please do the research. Please find out what's going on in your neighborhood, in your city, and you'll see where where all this, is where the the main causes come from, um, as far as racism goes, too. Obviously, that's the worst thing to ever happen to mankind. Um, and unfortunately, it's a lot of. Uh, it comes from. I mean, it's systemic racism. Uh, someone had quoted, and I can't remember who, so apologize uh, for not remembering. But he said, like you know, obviously Adolf Hitler lost the war but white supremacy won the peace. And that rings very true. uh, If you listen to that whole statement, because, you know, clearly like, you know, the the Nazi party uh, lost, Um, not the Germans, there's a difference between the two, but the Nazi party lost, but the very mindset of what they're trying to accomplish actually won because this entire country uh, is, set up for the white American male to always profit and for women and people of color to come second or third or even dead last. Unfortunately, that's the reality of, of, the of the country we're in. If you don't believe me, um, you can look up the stats for how many black players are in the NBA and the NFL, and then you can compare that to how many owners are black in the NBA and the NFL. Or if you don't wanna do that, why don't you just take a drive outside of your city and see how many black landowners you find that are ranchers or farmers, and you're gonna be quite surprised. But I digress. Uh, From the main point is that we should always definitely check our own attitudes before we interact with anyone. And if you haven't heard my first podcast, it's uh, to listen to understand. And I would definitely push that as hard as possible to everyone that's listening. Uh, Whenever you're listening to someone else who has a genuine complaint about something, listen to understand where they're coming from. Learn learn what's going on. What is it that bothers him so much? And you're going to be very surprised that not only that just your point of view is not the only one that matters. Uh, and if you're going to sit there and think that your point of view is the only one that matters, then well, unfortunately, uh, listener, you're part of the problem. So with that being said, I will let you all Think about that. And if you all have any questions or concerns, like I had mentioned before, please feel free to email me at Newhouse at gmail.com. And thank you very much for your time.